Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss the steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today we're going to be discussing survive or thrive. It's your choice. Survive or thrive. And, you know, we've talked about how to thrive during a recession or how to thrive during inflation, but this is going to be just in general how to thrive rather than just survive. And I'm going to talk about, I think, three things. (laughs) I'll say a few things that um, thriving businesses have and thriving business owners have. And we're going to talk about those things. And you can see if you have those traits or those gifts or whatever they are, um, the the first one I thought of that you just have to have to be able to thrive is ambition. You know, I recall a story about a committee who was uh, had to select a, a new uh, CEO for a company, and it came down to two candidates. Each of them had unique strengths and limitations, and the committee chair offered a fascinating observation of them, saying, one is too ambitious, and the other isn't ambitious enough. Now, the chair described a host of traits spanning each candidate's degree of self-interest, like achievement, orientation, self-awareness, a concern for others. In short, the candidate labeled too ambitious had been overly assertive about the financial growth of the company, and the candidate labeled not ambitious enough had spoken too much about their family and personal interest. Which one are you? And which one would you hire? You know, there might be times when we struggle in in business in general, but there might be times when we struggle, especially the first five years. We might have a slow social media growth. We might have weak advertising. Um, We might have lack of branding. We might have poor hiring skills. But there's a difference between realizing there is a problem versus letting it define our very existence, our very worth, or our very future success. So it's okay to have those issues in business. Everybody has ups and downs in business. Nothing is ever all the way up. Ask Elon Musk. You know, Elon Musk almost closed his doors. You know, he did, He got down, it sounds like a lot to, to many of us, but he got down to just a few million, you know, maybe 30. I think, actually, I think it was. I think he got down to 30 million, but for a, a, a company that size and an operation that size, that, that might be like us getting down to our last 30,000 or our last 3,000. Who knows? So... I was part of uh, Dan Sullivan's strategic coach group for a few years, and Dan says there are a few different kinds of entrepreneurs. So when we talk about ambition, 
It starts with the business owner. How ambitious are you? So Dan says there's a few different kinds of entrepreneurs. The first one is the survival type. That ambition of this type of entrepreneur is never work for someone else. That's their goal. They set out to start a business or buy a business, and their main goal is, I don't want to have to work for anyone else. I want to be self-employed. So they do become an entrepreneur, but they really don't have a business. They, um, what they have is a job uh, where they're their own employer. And that's all. That's all that is. Their survival. They're surviving as an entrepreneur. I don't ever want to work for anyone else, so I'll just do enough to get by and make enough money to where I don't ever have to work for anyone else. So that's that's number one. That's survival. And then number two, you've got lifestyle. Now, this is based on all externals. This type of person Uh, This type of entrepreneur is, it's based on all externals. And mostly at a young age, they develop a certain kind of lifestyle that they want to lead or live. And they're very ambitious to get that. But once they get that, the goal is hit and there's really no vision beyond that. So it could be a house. It could be um, the clothes they want to wear. You know, it could be the car they want to drive. It could be the image they want to create. But once that's gotten, that's the law of the lid. That's as far as they go. And they've they've met their goal. They might have made a lot of money, but they have no more drive to go any further or no vision beyond that. And then lastly, the most rare entrepreneur is the ambition entrepreneur. Okay? Now, this type of entrepreneur has developed an ability to continually increase their personal ambition as they progress from one level to another level to a higher level of success throughout their life. They're always increasing their commitment to develop greater and greater courage for making significant changes and gaining new and beneficial capabilities personally and in their business. So they're constantly moving. They're constantly moving the bar. They're, they're constantly achieving more. They're, 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 they're wanting to eliminate their competition. That type of entrepreneur, the ambition type entrepreneur, is just constantly wanting to move the bar, take more market share, put their competitor out of business. And as a result of this, their confidence and the confidence of actually their company rises because this kind of entrepreneurial breeds confidence among their entire company. And the never-ending growth cycle of deeper commitment, greater courage, and more powerful capabilities, and then greater confidence is repeated. So the more they achieve, the more they do, the more confidence they have. The growth, this type of entrepreneur experiences is continuing to expand. It just continues to grow. Why, why do they, why does this, why does this person start a business and everything they touch turns to gold? 
it, it's not really turning to gold. It's just that they're the ambitious, ambition entrepreneur. They're, they're making things happen. Dan says that one out of 400 entrepreneurs are actually the ambitious entrepreneur. Okay. And he also says that that one entrepreneur keeps the other 399 entrepreneurs supplied with new products, new services, new ideas, and new strategies. So they don't have to think as much or they don't have to work as hard because this ambitious entrepreneur is out making things happen. The other 399, they just have to keep up. They just, they're constantly copying. They're constantly copying. Um, I've said before, we, along the way, we uh, a lot of companies copy off us. They copy off our advertising. They copy off our, our um, slogans. They do their best. They, little do they realize that when they, they even attempt to say it our way, that's who people think of as us. But the other day, we did a military commercial, very moving, solid commercials. I say Super Bowl material. Military commercial, dad's away overseas, mom's got the two kids at home. It's a whole little story going on. But the dad's on the laptop and he's uh, Zooming um, or, or whatever, the daughter, the little girl, and the little girl says, Daddy, when are you coming home? And he says, soon, it won't be long. Okay, and then at the end, he comes home and it's, it's, a, it's a big hug, big ordeal. I mean, dad walks through the door in his uh, military fatigues and uh, camos and camis and, and, uh, and, they, and they go from there. But just recently, a small company, um, I don't even know if we've ever competed against them. Come out with a TV commercial, exact same line. Daddy, when are you coming home? It won't be long. It will be soon. I mean, why? Are you not freaking creative enough to come up with your own stuff? I mean, but anyway, the, these, these entrepreneurs who are ambitious really set the stage in every arena in every area of business, um, they set the stage. Everyone else is following them. So they don't have to worry. It's like, you know, McDonald's spends millions of dollars finding the right corner to be on and Burger King just waits and finds an, uh, a lot real close to that because they know McDonald's has already done the homework. McDonald's has done all the demographics. McDonald's knows how many cars pass by a day. So Burger King jumps on board. Nothing wrong with that. They've been doing it forever. It works well for them, okay? However, these type of entrepreneurs set the pace for everyone else. The other 399, because there's only one out of 400. Dan Sullivan says there's only one out of 400 that's ambitious. The other two are lifestyle and survival only. Think about that. Which one do you want to be? Okay. So number one is ambition. You got to have ambition. You want to thrive in something. You got to have. You got to be. You got to have energy. You got to have ambition to do it. You want to be good in sports. You got to have ambition. You want to be good in anything. You got to have ambition. That's number one. 
And, and I think some people lack that because when I coach people and I ask, you know, how's business? Well, it's down. Well, let me ask you a question. How many hours do you work a week? I work about 45. Well, let me tell you something. I just don't know any successful, thriving companies where the owner works 45 hours. I'm not going to say how many they should work, but that's an extreme low amount. Now, do you have some weeks where you can put in 45? Absolutely. I hope so. But just 45, averaging 45 is just not going to get you to the thriving level. Number two is vision. As an entrepreneur, myself, and a business coach, I talk to many different business owners, and I hear more talk about, more concern, I should say, about the numbers, about you know KPIs, about gross sales, um, than I do what every business that even that ever has started should focus on is vision. It's vision. It's about the vision. To, to ensure continuing success, a company must have a vision. A vision needs to be clear to all the team members, from the new hire to the long-term employee. So how does a, a company arrive at this vision? Well, basically, whoever founded the company, whoever purchased the company, I'll be honest with you, I've never purchased a company, but I just don't think, if I purchased a company, I don't think my vision would be the same as the previous owner. I'm, I'm going to have a new vision for the company. It's going to be fresh, clean, motivating, ready to happen. So it's the business owner. It's the entrepreneur. It's their job to set the, set the vision. Think about it. But we want to be more concerned or talk more about numbers. Numbers are important. I, I enjoy looking at numbers. I enjoy sitting down with my accounting manager and going over numbers most of the time. <laughs> However, the vision is what matters. Where are you going? How are you going to get there? So a vision needs to be clear. It, it's a mental picture of the future you desire. That's all it is. It's a mental picture of the future you desire. It's more than just a goal. It's a vision that uh, has a rep representation of hopes, dreams in a particular area. The picture of what has not happened yet, but what you want to see happen. What the future holds, that's a vision. And in business, having a clear vision is critical. I mean, if you don't know where you're going, any road's going to get you there. It's an extremely powerful tool to achieve the results you want, and visions are driven by passion and dreams. And they are reflected through real efforts to create real results. It's a vision. Where are you going? Without a clear vision... Here's what happens. You have inconsistency in your work 
in your in your products, in your services. Uh, here's an example of that. There's companies out there that carry 50 brands because they don't have a vision. And they think, they think that is what the customer wants, okay? And there's companies out there that are very inconsistent in their services. They service everything to everyone, but they really don't make a whole lot of money doing it because it's just not their expertise. But they don't have a vision to know where they're going. There's also, if you don't have a clear vision, you get stagnation. You just get stagnant. And there's decreased revenue and profits, like I just said. You're doing a lot, but you're not making much money doing it. I would much rather do little and make more money than to do a lot, have all the liability, have all the employees, and not make as much money. And then, of course, you have loss of customers. You have high employee turnover. You have high, a high level of chaos because nobody knows when they, when they come in every day, every day is different and nobody knows what they're doing. And it might take an hour or two by the time they're in there on what they're going to do that day. And it's just a mess. It's chaos. And then there's poor customer service. Nobody's taking care of the customer because they don't know the vision. And there's just no real direction at all. And... Uh, they continually addressing the same problems over and over, most of the time spent on putting out fires. And, and yes, yes, every company, every business owner is going to put out fires from time to time. But if you're just doing it every day and all your time spent on doing that, you got a problem. And uh, they're continuing to hire, continuing rather to hire the wrong people, uh, very unproductive communication lack of leadership, lack of accountability, and lack of expectations. People have no idea what's expected of them in this company, and they just don't last, okay? Your mission and vision statements should be short and to the point. It should be shared often with your team, talked about at every meeting, and discussed with every new hire. And I just happen to have mine in front of me. This is a little card, if I haven't shown this to you, it's a little bifold card. It's got the McAfee Way on one side, and on the other side it has our mission statement and our vision statement. And I just want to say um, that our mission statement, um, some people say you're going to share your mission and vision with your competitors who are listening to your podcast. Yes. Uh, do you know why? Because it really doesn't matter. It's my mission and vision. And even if they took it and copied it word for word, they couldn't do what we do. You got to have you got to have heart. You got to put passion in this. You know, you you've got to have drive. You got to have ambition. You got to have all those things for this to make sense and work. But we came up with this years ago. One sentence, mission statement. Leading in air quality one home at a time. And that's what we do. We lead, we're a leader. We lead in air quality. Air quality is everything we do from heating to cooling to air duct cleaning to humidification to air purification uh, and all that, air testing, all that kind of stuff, carbon monoxide. One home, that's all we work on. That's our baby, residential market 
at a time. And that's all we're focused on. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. We're going to do one home at a time, and we're going to lead in air quality. So that's it. Everybody memorizes this in the company. We go over this. And then our vision statement, again, one sentence, a little bit longer, but one sentence. To be recognized as an innovator and leader in the residential HVAC industry within the Miami Valley. Okay, so we are now recognized as an innovator and a leader in the residential HVAC industry within our market, which is the whole entire Miami Valley, which covers all the cities we work in in municipalities and counties, by the way. Okay. Simple. It's simple. It's not difficult. A leader has the vision and the conviction that a dream can be achieved. And then he inspires the power and the energy to get it done. And that's what Ralph Lauren said. And that just makes sense. The leader has the vision and the conviction that a dream can be achieved. And then he inspires the power and energy to get it done. The next time things aren't moving for your company so well, stop and recall the vision. Why are you in business? What are you doing? And if you don't have a vision or a mission statement, I don't know how you've went this long without it. I don't know how long you've been in business, but I don't know how long you can't go very long without a mission and a vision. Um, so come up with one. Get a mentor, get a business coach, get a board of advisors and come up with one. All right. Lastly, you got to have this to be a thriving company. And I don't care what you do. I don't care what industry you're in. You've got to have these things to thrive. And thriving's fun because when you're ambitious, you just make things happen. And, and you're not happy unless they are happening. So lastly, you got to have a growth mindset. Now, you would think every business owner would have a growth mindset. But, but no, they, they don't. And I'm talking about an aggressive do whatever it takes to grow mindset. And as always on this show, it must be legal. Uh, it must be moral. You know, we're not going to do anything that's not. We're not going to do anything that's immoral or, or illegal. Once the ambition is determined and the vision is set and reviewed often, then in order to thrive, one must grow. So you must have a growth mindset. Growth either in the number of customers that are served or the number of widgets that are sold. It doesn't matter. The machine, which is your system, you know, your system's in place and you're serving people and you're making things or you're installing things or you're fabricating things, whatever it is, serve, servicing things. Um, once that system's in place and it either gets bigger or it gets faster. Or the ideal situation is it gets bigger and faster, okay? Staying ahead of shaking up or eating up the competition means expanding into more markets, creating a bigger market share, adding more features, or making the factory spit out more products for roughly the same input 
So one of the metrics, we talk about don't focus too much on metrics, but you got to have metrics. You got to have KPIs. But one of ours is how much do you produce per employee? That's the first thing I figure out when I coach someone. How many employees you got? 10. How much are you doing in sales? A million. So you're at 100,000 per employee. And by the way, that's not good at all. That's extremely low and you won't be in business long if you're that low. We, we, like, we like to get companies up around between 180 and 220 is a healthy number. Some say 200, that's fine. 220, 250 is even better. You got to figure out how to do that. Uh, but when you create, when you're, when you're eating up the market and you're serving people better than anyone else, then you're making things happen um, at the same input. So how can, how can a company go from, you know, 8 million in sales to 10 million in sales and only hire a few people because they figured out systems to be much more efficient. Either that or they just raise their prices, <laughs> okay? Um, but anyway, think about that. It's very important. Uh, Carolyn Dweck is a professor of psychology at Stanford University, and she's the first to coin the term growth mindset. Basically, having a growth mindset, she says, means believing that intelligence is not fixed or predetermined. Thank goodness. Uh, for example, growth mindset is the difference between thinking this way. I'm not good at organizing, drawing, running, or math. And thinking, I'm not good at that thing yet. Okay, you see the difference? I'm not good at these, so I'm not going to try. Okay, that's one mindset. A growth mindset is I'm not good at these, but I'm going to get better and I'm going to practice these. Whatever's important to me, I'm going to practice these. So when I first started in business, there was so many things I was not good at and I had to get better at. There were some things that I were was good at naturally came uh, to me, but I had to improve on them. In order, in order to have a thriving company, you've got to improve on a lot of things that you're good at. Because you take the book, um, Good to Great, and Jim Collins is the author. There were a lot of good companies, but the ones that went from good to great, they, they thought differently, they had a growth mindset, and they figured it out. And Carol says, having a growth mindset is the ability to recognize the human brain has the ability to learn and improve. You can develop a growth mindset by practicing some key skills. And here they are. Fail, but grow. Look at failures and challenges, part of the learning process and opportunities for growth. So, if you're going to have a growth mindset, you got to uh, you got to be okay with failure. Nobody likes to fail, but you got to realize I'm going to fail, but when I do fail, what am I going to do from there? And then comfort zones. Don't limit yourself to only actions that you're comfortable with. Take some risks in order to grow. 
Get out of that comfort zone. Get out there and be uncomfortable. And take time. Set set aside time daily to refocus your energy and your visions to reflect on your day. So take some time. If you're one of those constantly putting out fires, you're not going to have any time to think. Keep learning. Set out new information and try to read something new every day, even if it's just quotes, and that will inspire you to act. By the way, that's uh, that's my definition of motivation is inspiration to action. And the more I read and the more I learn, the more motivated I am. Seek criticism. You don't have to heed all advice, but be open to feedback and accepting constructive criticism. You're not going to improve until someone tells you you're doing it wrong. You're not going to change or get any better until you take some constructive criticism. You say, I don't like constructive criticism. Then remain at status quo and keep doing what you're doing. And then process is the key. While the results are important, the process is where you will have learned the most important lessons. So approach problems from all sides and you'll find that there are always more and more than one best solution. Okay. There's more than one best solution. Keep looking. Uh, We always ask, you know, we run into problems and we say, give me three things that's going to fix this right now. What do we need to do? Give me three things right here. And we just start rolling off the, you know, and then we get to the top three. The rolling top three. There are just three strengths that um, most all the thriving companies have and, uh, and those types of business owners have. And ambition vision, and the growth mindset. Very important. Those three things alone will take you to new heights like you've never been before. And that's what we talk about on this show all the time. So think about that. Quit complaining. Quit complaining that your company's not growing and every other company's growing or quit complaining that you're not growing fast enough or quit complaining that you don't have the right team or... um, you, you don't know enough to be in business and all those types of things. That's, that's the weak mentality, and that's not going to get you far. Um, but these, these three things, be ambitious. Be more ambitious than any of your competitors. I just think that's fun. I, I smile because it's fun. Have that, set that vision. Increase your vision. Make it stronger and acquire a growth mindset like no other. You will go further than you've ever expected. So before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because as always, sharing ideas to help you grow your business stronger, better, faster, and help you sleep better at night. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook 
at the Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue to talk about business principles and uh, how to make your business stronger. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.